The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Starlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst, and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. So, uh, do I get an introduction? Will I give you an introduction? I, uh, <laughs> I think I go without any sort of introduction. That's right, Mr. I. <laughs> Mr. Lee Lindsay. Um, how lovely to be back on your podcast. It's great to have you here. Welcome, everyone. It's good to have you with us, listening to us again. Can I just say thank you to all those people who continue to listen to this podcast? We're almost at the 2,000 downloads in almost 30 episodes. That, think, that's very impressive. Is uh, it, Gary? I just well, it sounds good to me. I don't know whether it is impressive or, or not. <laughs> no, I think that's good. So, so that would um, oh gee, we should have Mr. Lancashire. Uh, Two thousand divided by thirty. How many listens is that per episode? Uh, probably. It's about seventy, just about under 70, seventy, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah 60, 67, 68. Yeah, something. and I've got to say thank you to you too, Peter. I'm calling Mr. Ayers, but Peter. Or Uncle Pete. Or Uncle, 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 Pete. Uncle Gary. <laughs> I have to say thank you to you as well because uh, without Pete, I don't know if I could have done this as well. Uh, the idea came from COVID, out of COVID when we were recording Chapel, uh, not that long ago, and doing video recordings. And then once we came back, people suggested, why don't you do a podcast? I knew that Pete did a podcast and helped me a lot. It was actually on the first episode when we actually talked about podcasting and communicating. So here we are back again and uh, being able to celebrate what we've got to so far. I'm sure your listeners uh, appreciate the the podcast platform as well because uh, they've been listening to it maybe in the car as they they drop their children off to to skigs or um, at the gym going for a run. (laughs) Um, Well I I was talking to a, a student the other day who's leaving here and her sister gets her sister goes to another school and when she gets dropped off uh, her sister waves as well who goes to the other school you know i was talking to this girl the other day and she said uh my sister's sad about not being able to wave to you in the morning anymore and she loves your podcast (laughs) (laughs) i thought wow isn't that lovely you have to get t-shirts made or yeah, or, or I think pets. merchandising. Yeah. I like the idea. Do you have merchandise for your podcast? No, I'm, no, I don't. I haven't got that. <laughs> you haven't got that far yet. But <laughs> something for the future, perhaps. Stages, is that right? Stages um, with Peter Ayers. That's right. Available <laughs> at Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, good on you, sir. Yeah, get, get, add in when you can. Um, talking about COVID, you know, um, the podcast uh, as a result of. Um, the experiences we went through over those two years, um, I thought I was indestructible. And yeah, then, right. you know, in the last fortnight, 
came down with COVID. Yeah. You know? It took, um, what are we into? It took about three years to get me, but it got me. I remember asking you plenty of times, have you had it yet? Have you had it? You said no, mm. no. And wearing your mask and doing all the right things. But yeah, you've had it just in the last couple of weeks. Is that mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the media certainly forewarned us and said that there was another way, another way of coming. Let's hope it's not too serious. I think it, it certainly will make an impact, but people won't hopefully be as sick as they have been in the past because um, the vaccinations are now very much a yeah. presence in, in the community. Yeah. So were you surprised when you got it? I, yes, I was <laughs> I was very outraged. I said, how dare? Because um, <laughs> I, I was feeling quite okay, except for some aching shoulders, which is quite right. a bizarre experience. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did the test and uh, didn't believe it, then did another test, didn't believe that one. I said, okay, I'm going to get a third opinion. <laughs> and up came those double lines. I thought, right. oh, well, I've got COVID. So you didn't get a PCR? No, 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 no. I think, the... I think the... Because, um, you know, being at school, teaching, we, we do regular rat tests. Yeah. Um, and I've always had the, the clear one line, but, uh, you know, the, those, those, those train tracks were there, and I thought, right, yeah. it's time to... Um, to isolate for a few days. And who would have thought by the time we get to the end of 2022 that, you know, we're still battling with this thing. It's still mm. very much a, a presence in our in our daily lives. We can't become complacent, can we? Um, no. As I, you know, a few of the doctors have said, uh, it's not going away. It's, it's it's here now. It's It will be part of our lives for forevermore. And uh, we will just hopefully become better at dealing with it like like we do with the the common cold and yeah mm. yeah but, uh, but having to do all those testings and wearing a mask now and being restricted i know you know with my mum in the nursing home they've had so many lockdowns and there's times where you can't go in for weeks on end yeah yeah just wouldn't have even thought of it would we yeah that could happen we could live in a in a situation like this that's the real suffering, isn't it, from, from COVID? I think that, that lack of social contact and, mm. contact and um, intimacy with, with friends and family. Mm. And coming back this year, and I sort of want to talk about this year in a way, in our conversation today, but coming back this year, particularly from those last two years, 2020 and 2021 being quite disrupted by COVID, Socially, like you were just mentioning then, how, do you, how have you seen, not necessarily just socially, but how have you seen uh, students coming back, staff coming back? Have you noticed an impact on them? Yeah, I, I think most definitely. I mean, part of being human is that socialisation, that mm. being able to mix with, uh, with peers, with, with families, with friends, with community. And effectively, you know, for, for the students, they had two years where... Uh, their their lives were to a degree put on pause mm. and we know that I mean every every year of, of our life is important but but adolescence is extremely important and also those uh, infancy and, and early learning mm. um, and when they were forced to to engage and to learn in very different methods to the way that that we certainly did um, it's bound to have an effect I think yeah for sure I remember you know, and I'm sure you did as well, but teaching over Zoom, teaching kindergarten and year three over Zoom, it was one of the most exhausting things. Well, it's hard enough did. doing it in person. <laughs> right. You know, you are effectively herding kittens. But um, 
You didn't. Uh, you didn't get Big Ted and Little Ted in for. Uh, <laughs> I think I got an big children coming in behind me to sing songs with me and dancing and a whole range of things. But yeah, it was. You're right. It was a very different, a very very different time. And and in terms of the connectivity with other people and community, in terms of the students, of course, there was a lot of that happening over social media, and uh, I think we've seen some of that consequence coming back to school haven't we yeah in that there have been stories that have been sort of related over social media that coming back have to deal with those stories in person now um, people getting used to talking face to face talking personally yeah really interesting stuff isn't yeah. it well even with co-curricular drama you know we were prevented from staging any sort of production for those Two years we went online and we created films uh, instead but the the routine of looking forward to next year's production and auditioning yeah, that certainly right. I think copped a, a bit of a, a belting there where where kids were less inclined to put themselves forward because right. maybe a lack of confidence mm-hmm. or not really being aware of what the production mm-hmm. experience was uh, but now you know we're, we're starting to audition for next year's Productions at Skeggs, um, the Appleton Ladies Potato Race, which Viv Rod is directing, and then right. Aaron Farley's coming in to direct Ladies in Black. Mm-hmm. And then I'll direct a, a junior school musical at the end of the year. But there is, thank goodness, much more interest and excitement amongst the student body about um, auditioning yeah, right. and having a go at those, right. those experiences. And, and how else has, has it affected performance in terms of drama like... Uh, uh, people coming back to see those shows, uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, and we we see that with commercial theatre as well. People are certainly um, coming back to to theatres, and I went to see uh, Come From Away last night. All right, uh, have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have. Great show. Yeah. There's a fourth time. Right, and it never fails to excite and inspire me about what theatre can do. But also its message of what community is and mm. the kindness of community mm. uh, to help help sort out. Mm. So people are going back to theatres. I think probably the big thing affected with COVID as far as drama related goes, um, with our co-curricular and with our um, academic drama, there's a lot of group work, a lot of partner work, a lot of scene work. Uh, and the students can certainly um, work to construct and refine and, um, and present that work. But... We've just experienced with a couple of Year 12 students, we've got a, a major uh, assessment task, their first assessment task for, for HSA drama coming up at the end of the week. And overnight, two, two of the girls have gone down yes. with, with COVID. So that impacts yeah. that assessment, the work of the other students um, in, in yeah. how, we, how we monitor that. So, you know, of course we have Plan B and Plan C and Plan D. You've got to now. Yeah, right? that's right. But, yeah, but that's certainly a big way that, that COVID has made its ugly presence felt. Exactly. Because in the past, if someone was sick, some of those people might drag themselves to something like yes. that. Yes. Coughing and spluttering. Yes. People might not like it, but it's like, well, you know, that's just what happens. But now, you know, the, the message is definitely there saying if you are sick, that you stay home, that you yeah. don't go and infect other people. Yeah. And that's uh, Even though that's a different, you know, in some ways a, a slightly different message has a big impact. Yeah. 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 Uh, are you getting students writing different stuff, you know, because I think 
COVID was and continues to be a bit of a dark cloud over people. Yeah. And so I can imagine in in students' writings or people's writings, and you know, now we're starting to see, well, not even just now, there has been for a little while, movies and books where COVID's playing a part in it. You know, isolation and all that stuff. I've just read Jodie Picoult's book, Wish You Were Here. I think it was Wish You Were Here. I think that's what it's called. But it's about this woman who goes to an island and there's no one there because everyone's gone yeah. <laughs> and got sick or isolating. Well, I think the arts, uh, whether it be writing or performance or painting or, or whatever, is a great catharsis. Um, and through uh, various experiences, whether they're good or bad, they inform us about, about who we are. And people work their thoughts out um, and inform others through the arts. Uh, whether it be, as I say, a play, writing an opera, writing a song. And we certainly have seen that in the past with other um, great periods of, of destruction, whether it be war or you know, the HIV epidemic in, in the 80s. Mm. Uh, people were started to write plays and make films in order to, to deal with what they'd been through. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good point, to deal with what they've been through. And uh, I guess a question that I often get, and something you've probably seen too, is as we've come back to what we might consider to be normal, the routine of school again, uh, in terms of mental health, that the, the last couple of years has had quite a big impact on people's mm. mental health. And I know this year I've probably spent a lot more time talking to staff and students um, who maybe, you know, in years gone by might not have been an issue, but just their own isolation and their own struggle with things, their own sense of helplessness maybe. A lot more people in that boat. Have you, have you had the same sort of experience or have you noticed yeah. the same type of thing? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, a, a plus to come out of COVID too, I think, is that it's been okay for people to acknowledge that they do have mental health yeah. issues or experiences. Yeah. It's no longer a stigma. Yeah. Um, it is... Um, it affects us as a bad toe does or a crook yeah. knee. Yeah. You know, mental health is yeah. part of being human. Yeah. And um, it's great that people hopefully now generally feel that they can talk about it or mm. seek assistance or support mm. with whatever they need to, to battle what what can be some really dark times for us yeah. as we navigate this, this century. And I wonder how much of it too is like what you were saying before about that connectivity and community, that not having that like being forced into a situation where you don't have that in the same way. Mm. Coming back to it now, even though it was a little bit awkward to begin with, yeah. people are longing for it even more. People are more aware that they're looking for that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have to express ourselves, and I suppose that's what art partly is as well. We have to, to get it out, you know. Um, how often do we feel really great about having a good cry? Yeah. We fight against that cry for yeah. so long, but yeah. then when we break down and we have that release, we feel so much lighter and so much better. Yeah. So I think, you know, people need to, to have the cry. They need to talk. Yeah. They need to laugh yeah. in order to expel the tension and the, uh, yeah. the darkness, which can sometimes consume us. Yeah, and make it acceptable. It's okay. Yeah. Someone was telling me recently about a relative that they had who was quite upset and... He just said, oh, I'm not crying, I've just got sweaty eyes. 
But it's okay to have sweaty eyes, isn't it? Well, so as a kid, you know, you'd be nodding off in front of the television. Your parents would say, go to bed. I'm just resting my eyes. That's right. That's right. What about the other parts of the year? What are, what are some things that... Oh, I didn't, didn't back the Melbourne Cup winner. Oh. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Did you back the Melbourne Cup winner? No, no. no. I can't even tell you what, what horses were in it. Yeah. But... Um, other things that might have been sort of standouts, not necessarily highlights or lowlights, but just things which you notice. You know, for me, I think the the death of the Queen. Oh, yeah. Hugely, hugely. Hugely. Now, I'm not a huge monarchist, royal, monarchist, royal family person, yeah. Yeah. whatever you want to call it, whatever the name yeah. is. I'm not against them either. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it just really had that, and noticeably around society had mm. that impact mm. on people I, I think yes yes whether you're a monarchist or not I think the achievement that that woman made in her life the impact mm. and remember she she'd inherited that throne she, yeah. she it wasn't something that she she necessarily wanted it was was thrust upon her yeah um, but the admiration for for the way that she navigated her life and uh, and served her her, her community yeah. um, around the world. Um, and I just look at her and think, you know, she, what, she was 96, 97 when she mm, died. Nice. But yes, the people yeah. in history that she had contact with. Yeah, incredible. Um, those, all of the, those English prime ministers, the Australian prime ministers, mm. um, the other monarchs around the world, the, yeah. the, uh, the great artists and actors and sports people from, yeah. from history. Yeah. The number of hands that she must have shook is incredible, isn't incredible. it? Incredible. And that everybody knew her, mm. you know, and everyone showed in, in that sort of situation when they met her, there were, cer- there were certain rules and regulations about showing respect to her. And, and yeah, it's just something. And, and I guess that she was a mark of history. Yeah. I think that, you know, as, as I think about it, a mark of history sort of being taken away. Yeah. And, yeah, any sort of grief or loss... That part of your story, you know, even though, as I said, I'm not particularly that interested in, in royalty, but that part of your story is sort of removed then, you do have to do some readjustment, don't you? Well, for many of us of a certain age, she has always been there, a, yeah. a, a presence all through our life, you know. Did like you me, at primary school, we sang God Save the Queen God at, the at Queen. every assembly. Yeah. Um, Did you sing God Save the Queen with... Sex Pistols as well? Uh, yes, went through through that phase as well. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I, I'm sure, like many of the listeners, I've been binging on the, the last um, series to be released of The Crown, Series right. 5. And, look, I know it's a, a fabrication, but, but aren't they great fodder for, for melodrama, <laughs> the, the yeah. royal family? Yeah. But the thing I take away from that is watching, of course, it, yes, they're a family, but they're also part of a system. Yes. You know, and it's the system which has yeah. really um, controlled who they are and what they have yeah. to be and, and all that sort of thing. And that would be incredibly difficult for, um, yeah. as we've seen with a lot of the family members, to navigate. And I guess it's, it's such a, a large, there's such a large focus on that family that a lot of the world sees this family and knows the ins and outs of it all. But all their ins and outs sort of speak to us. We might not have the same privilege and not might not have the same, you know, power and all of that. But just in their 
like I was saying before, their griefs and losses, their celebrations, we can connect some to some parts of it. Yeah. Just as a family, and you know, even though they they have their troubles, you know, they have their issues, they have all of those things, and so there is something that we can, I don't know, identify with in some way. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's, that's in, that's an interesting thing to to go through. They're relatable in a way. I mean, every family has its moments of dysfunctionality and mm. uh, and good times and bum times, and mm. that's part of being human, isn't it? That's right. Mm. What about yourself personally? What's what's been a not, again? I don't. I, want, I sort of want to avoid the highlights and lowlights, but you can talk about that if you want. But something that this year you think this is what you've learnt, this is what you come away with as you get towards the end of it? Um, what, what, you know, getting older comes with its rewards as well. Um, hopefully you can relate to it at also. I feel that um, perhaps, I, 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 I trust that everything will be done, everything will sort its way yeah, out. I'm less yeah. anxious about things. Yeah, yeah. You seemed, it's not that you don't care any less, but you don't, you know how to control those emotions, I think, yeah. when, you, when you're getting older. Right. Um, you know, a lot of us complain about, you know, getting older and it comes with various yeah. ailments, <laughs> but it comes with a tremendous amount of wisdom also, because mm. I suppose you have that lifetime of experiences that you can recalibrate and take from so that the next time you you go into a particular uh, issue or event or or activity you've had the experience to uh, forearm you more in in, in dealing with with those sorts of things so um, I think I'm you know finally (laughs) being happier about getting older oh that's good yeah and because you feel more comfortable with yourself or comfortable with where you're at comfortable with myself um, I have a great job which I adore I mean you know somebody once said if you have a, a job that yeah. that you're happy doing then yeah. it's not a job at all and you yeah. know that's what that's right I, f- I feel like it's gigs you know you're well, working with, with a terrific staff and um, the girls are great and you know that that's brings good. its own rewards yeah. Uh, yeah every day I think you know and the routine of of you know as you know teaching brings many different experiences every day but there's also the routine and I look forward to walking into school stopping and having a five minute chat with Uncle Gary at the <laughs> gates as he's greeting the girls as they come in you know yeah. so you know within the the unknowns of the day mm. having those little um, pivot, and lunch you know yeah sitting down and having lunch with a group yeah. of colleagues yeah, for knowing. that five minutes or ten minutes yeah. that you can grab yeah. is is great it just keeps having the known around you yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I know what you mean about you know those things that. Well, let me, if this is if I've got this correct, I know what you mean about uh, those things that might have mattered before. Don't matter so much now. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and it is. It's good. It's good to be in that place because I think you can be more comfortable with who you are and what you're doing and going well. This is enough. This is okay. Because, yeah. um, you know, 
traveling through life can can be difficult. It has some some great rewards, but mm. but you know it's a it's a constant challenge. You know. Yeah. Um, and you know we so often hear people say, "Oh, the school years were the best years of my life," and they are to a degree because you don't have all of those responsibilities and yeah. and expectations of of you and of others and all that sort of thing. Mm. So you know that's the the uh, the joyful and and the frightening thing that's going to face our students as they complete their education and then go off into the world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, we are getting close to Christmas. Yes, yes indeed. we've done a lot of Christmassy things. What are you doing in your Christmas I've, I've done my Christmas cards. You've done your Christmas cards? Christmas cards already. Yes. I, I always try to do them at the end of November wow. and send them off so that... that um, You're you a know, good man. Well... I know. never do that. I like I like getting Christmas cards. So I figure if they've got them, they've got time to uh, to respond. To respond, which is um, is is always very good. But no, no, I'm going away. Um, you know, for a couple of weeks uh, by the beach, and um, that'll be good just to uh, to unwind and yeah, recharge. To recharge, hopefully, and um, go and visit my mum and uh, do you know, do all those familial things, good which is so important. I mean, it's um, I I haven't lived in the same state as my my family for. Gee, um, 20, 30 years. Wow. 25 years it would be. And they're mainly um, in Victoria? They're Victoria, so. yes, yes. Um, and I've had time in New South Wales, of course, and, and WA. Uh, and it is hard. You know, I used to envy my, my friends who would be going home to mum's on yeah, a Sunday right. night for a roast. Right. You know, I've never never had that. So, right. you know, uh, so school yeah. holidays, fortunately, afford me the time to go home and, mm. you know, have a have a week or a fortnight with, with my mum and... Um, you know, because you know, mums are really important. And yeah. It's important to have mum time. Yeah, and whereabouts in Victoria is that? Uh, regional Victoria, right. so so central Victoria. So it's um, you know arriving in Melbourne, and then it's another two hours travel up to the bush. Great, um, and so quite a bit of a change to Darlinghurst. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. That's good. <laughs> and I, and you're telling me that you you brought a a friend with you today. I did. He said, "Oh, he's out there." I sort of. We walked through the canteen and yeah. he said, I'll be with you shortly. So right. I don't, I'll just, do you want me to go and see if he's there? Yeah, that'd be great. Nick. Nick, he's no, he's no saint either, I must say. He's sort of, uh, you're there? Oh, 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 he's coming, he's coming. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. I know when you're asleep. Oh, oh. I know when you're awake. I know when you've been good or bad, so be good for goodness sake. Well, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Hello, Gary. How Hello, are Mr. You? Claus. How are you? Oh, I'm not bad. Oh, it's a bit warm, isn't it? it, is, it is Summer's a... arrived in Australia. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And it must be it must be a big change from the the oh. are you the north or the south pole? No, the the, the north pole. The north and pole. you know you have to rug up there. So I've I've got my my summer outfit on. I've got the red cottons rather than the red wools. But it's still very very warm in Darlinghurst. It is very warm in Darlinghurst. I'm just doing a recce before the big run on Christmas Eve. Yes, yes. Gary. What's your year been like? What have you been up to this year? Oh, it's been another eventful year up at Santa's factory on the North Pole. I've had several of my my little elf friends off work with COVID. The COVID's got up there oh, to the North Pole. Me. So, you know, so labour has fallen behind the manufacture right. of toys. We're a little, little behind the eighth ball at the moment. 
moment. But you know what, Gary? I've got in a few reindeer friends who know how to make toys well. So we'll be there for Christmas Eve. Don't you worry about that. Have have you had to shorten the list, like, only for the really, really good kids this year? Oh, no, no, no. Every child player wins a prize, Gary. (laughs) Every child player. So all of you kiddies out there listening, Santa will be visiting on Christmas Eve. Well, you know, we've had very... We've had many... Sorry. We've had many very special guests over the last 30 episodes. Yes. And uh, But I don't know if we've ever had such a special guest as you, Sam. I really appreciate you coming in. How, how did you find the time to come in? It's my pleasure. Well, as I, as I just in, 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 inclined, Gary, it's a, it's a recce tour. At the end of November, I, I go out with one of my, my top elf, right. Freddie, and um, we travel all around the world just to do a recce, a little little bit of a plan about where we're going okay. to be, where I thought the traffic will be like in the right. skies at that particular time. And it just so happened that um, I popped in to see my my friend Peter, who's, who's you know, yes, you, you yes, know from drama, man. and um, who said, look, my friend Gary has a podcast. Would you like to... <laughs> appear on the podcast and I said oh nothing would give me greater pleasure I'll do it just after I finish this muffin you are a very good person Santa I really appreciate well as are you uh, Gary Lee Lindsay (laughs) and and just to to finish up what would be the the number one item on the the Christmas wish list this year the Christmas wish list this year yeah what are you getting what are the elves having to make like right right up to the very end what are they working hard on well, it's a delightful thing this year. Yes. I think everybody's had such a horrible year that what I'm getting again and again and again in all of the letters, Gary, is peace on earth oh, yes. to everybody. Yes. They want COVID to go away. They want our governments to be sensible in leading us. And they want everybody to be kind. Uh, I think that's a wonderful thing, isn't it, Santa? I and then know. number two is Barbie. Number three is roller skates. <laughs> number four is a skateboard. Number five is a cassette recorder. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no nobody. A, a vintage cassette recorder. I've got the wrong list. <laughs> I thought it might have been Mariah Carey's What's Christmas a cassette? Crispy. <laughs> well, yes, yes, that's a good one. I play that in the sleigh every year when we're when we're travelling around the world. All I want for Christmas oh, yes, is you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Santa, and please tell Peter to thank him as well for for being part of this. And uh, please join us again in 2023. I'm sure we'll have lots of more interesting stuff to listen to, interesting people, maybe even some more special guests just like Mr. Claus here. (laughs) Always happy to come back, Gary. (laughs) Well, good on you, Santa. I hope everyone has a a fantastic Christmas and a great New Year. And as I said, we look forward to seeing you around somewhere in the year to come. Take care, everyone. Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas. (laughs) Bye-bye.